This is the High School Football America podcast for March the 16th, 2020. I'm Jeff Fisher. All right, heading to Pueblo, Colorado. Never been there, and we're going to spend a little bit of, at the top here probably giving you a little geography lesson. I, I went on you know, the internet. You can find this stuff out. Uh, Pueblo is about 100 miles due south of Denver, and we're going to talk a little uh, Pueblo South High School Colts football with Ryan Goddard, the head coach there, who uh, has been there since uh, 2010. Led the, uh, the school to its first ever high school football championship, uh, 4A style, back in 2017. Last year, uh, they made it to the state championship game finishing runner-up in 3a and uh, coach goddard's on the line now to talk about uh, his school a little bit of the community i know you got a you got a rivalry game there called the cannon game so we're going to touch on all of that as we go forward welcome to the show coach awesome jeff i appreciate having me on and you know whenever you get the opportunity to to represent your school and your community it's, it's always a, just a tremendous pleasure and, and to do it on a national level with all the people that you uh, you get to listen to you, and I mean, it's just, it's an honor to be here, so I appreciate it. Well, we're glad to have you on here, and and, and I'm going to have you take off your, your HC hat here, the head coach uh, hat, and we're going to have you put on the ambassador hat, the Chamber of Commerce, whatever you want to call it. I, I gave a brief description. <laughs> I know you're south of Denver sure. by 100 miles, maybe a little south then of, of, of uh, Colorado Springs, but why don't we uh, start off the uh, the interview by talking a little bit for the, the listeners around the nation about uh, your community. What's the community like, um, you know, kind of what we you know a thumbnail sketch of that and how football and your kids fit into the community there well i mean i think there's some things that are very unique about about polo colorado and you know the first like you said we're you know we're located south of denver and you know we're in the southern part of the state but one of the the most unique things about polo colorado is is their their love of and their support for for high school sports and it's it's really a tremendous high school sports town um, you know, there's, there's four high schools in the city. There's, there's three, there's three more in the County, but you know, Friday nights are special, you know, basketball games, home basketball games are special. Um, you know, there's, there's great events throughout our community where, you know, we host, a you know, a, a regional, um, baseball tournament every summer, um, that's been going on for 40 years. Uh, you know, there's, there's two rivalry games in the city of Pueblo that draw more than, you know, 10,000 people each fall. Um, you know, those things are, are very unique for, for Colorado. And, you know, a lot of people term, you know, Pueblo is the, the last high school sports town in Colorado. And, and that's, that's pretty awesome. So <laughs> before you, know, you go across the state line, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's something that's pretty unique. Um, you know, and then as far as the city, you know, Pueblo itself was, you know, basically founded on a steel mill. Um, so, you know, our, our community is, is based on, you know, blue collar work ethic and, you know, we're, we're not, a a huge tech place, but, you know, I think we, we kind of found ourselves on manufacturing and those types of things. So, you know, the kids that we have are, you know, just solid workers. And I, I think that's a reflection of our community. And, you know, Pueblo is an extremely proud community of, of when everyone is competing. So, you know, I, I think there's some unique rivalries and things like that, but, um, you know, just an exceptional place to be a part of high school sports. Sounds like a great place. Uh, being a kid from Pennsylvania in the steel country, I uh, love it when I hear blue collar and, and steel together. I kind of get a picture of what that athlete looks like at that point. There, in time. There's some similarities for sure. <laughs> Ryan Goddard is on the line. He's the uh, head coach at uh, Pueblo South uh, High School in Pueblo, Colorado, uh, the Colts. And uh, now you can put back on your head coaching hat here. We're going to talk oh, about man. a couple of things. But we're going to take you back a little bit. And because we have so many listeners, I always love to, to kind of bring out you know foundations and what you did when you took over. 
I noticed and uh, you know reading up on you a little bit you took over in 2010 like I said last three years two state championship games including a, a title in 17 but I noticed the start wasn't uh, we'll call it inauspicious maybe five and six the first year uh, two and eight one and nine uh, some people probably go oh man time to bury my head and maybe look for an, a, a new new thing to do with my spare time tell me a little bit about what you did back then that sent the, set the tone for what you guys have been able to do since that time? Well, I mean, I, full disclosure and, and full transparency, I was an assistant coach at South High School for the seven years prior to that. <laughs> okay. um, and at that time, we were really, really good. So 2003, 2004, we made the semifinals. Um, you know, we, we made some runs there. And I think, you know, we had four 10-0 seasons, four, four perfect regular seasons during that time. So when I took over, and like you said, you know, we were five and six, we made the playoffs my first year. And then we, you know, went through that three and 17 stretch, but man, I mean, it was, it was obviously a challenge uh, <laughs> to, to say the least. Cause you're, you're in a program, you're, I was young. Um, and uh, you go three and 17 and, and people aren't very happy, especially being in a, in a high school sports town, you know, like, like I just talked about, but can I, can I um, interrupt? Yeah, I, think, I, I think I saw something you yeah. said where there was a for sale sign on your lawn and you didn't put it there. Is that a true story? Is that a little yeah, hyperbole? I mean, that's, that's a true story. Yeah, that's a true story. There's, you know, a couple for sale signs. Um, you know, there were always things that, you know, someone asked me at one point if I was moving to Detroit and that was during the recession, which, you know, I don't know too many people that were trying to move into Detroit at that point. Um, but, you know, it was just, it, it was a challenge to, to get through that, but for me personally, you know, I went to, I went to South high school and, and those things are also kind of unique to Pueblo. And, um, you know, so there's great pride. And I mean, for, for me, it was, I was, I was not going to leave that program, um, in that situation that we were in. So we had to, to fight and claw and, and scratch our way out. But, you know, we were playing some young guys and we were playing really good competition, but at the end of the day, we just weren't playing the level that we wanted to play. Um, and we, we got some kids and, you know, we, we put some things together, we got some luck. And, you know, after that three and 17 stretch, we, we made a run, went back to the semifinals, um, hosted our first semifinal home game at that point too, which was, which was pretty awesome. Um, you know, lost in double overtime, um, in, in 2013, or I'm sorry, in, yeah, 2013, um, you know, which was heartbreaking, but, you know, from there we've just, we've kind of been climbing and, you know, trying to survive it sometimes, but, you know, I always tried to hold, you know, to our core values of our program, which, you know, being from Pueblo and being around a blue collar town was always based on our work ethic. Um, and then we just started trying to find ways to get more involved in the community and, and be servant leaders. And, and, uh, you know, I think our kids have just done a fantastic job of that and buying into, you know, the foundation and the culture of our program. Yes, yeah, certainly have turned it around, and uh, no doubt about that. And uh, that, that's about pride, right? You, 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 you said it best. I didn't want to leave it as bad as I had it at that point. Ryan Goddard is on the line, Pueblo South High School in in Colorado, and uh, you've got the Colts uh, being talked about on the podcast here today. Let me ask you this, because one of the things that I love about you know communities that are you know maybe off the beaten path, and what I mean by that is you know you're not part of a, a, a major league market. I mean you're south of Denver and all that. But one of the things I like, and I, I'm curious how you put your staff together is you, you got a lot of the guys that play right like you did you you, you were brought up mm-hmm. in the program you come back you're still giving back what's your coaching staff makeup like is that something where you get a lot of a lot of guys that uh, you know once they once they get it from the coaches they're now giving it back as coaches to the student athletes you have there 
You know, and that's exactly what it is. And, and maybe we're a little bit unusual, but every coach on my staff has, has played in our program. Mm. Um, and, you know, I've got one coach with, you know, my defense coordinator. Uh, he's been, he's been a part of the program for, you know, 25 years, 26 years, something like that. And then, but every coach that's, that's on my staff has played in our program. And, you know, that means something to me. And, you know, a lot of those guys played for me. Some of those guys played, you know, while I was an assistant coach, some of those guys played, um, you know, prior to, but, um, you know, I, I think that's a, that's kind of a, a, a different way of going about it. But for me, it's about that cultural pride and, you know, living those expectations every single day and getting guys that, that care about the kids and getting guys that are familiar with, you know, um, what those kids are going through on a daily basis and, and building those relationships and, and making sure that people understand that, you know, uh, we want what's best for our kid and, and we've lived that life and, you know, we've made some mistakes, but we, you know, want people to get better. And, um, you know, so I think it's pretty unique that every kid or every, every, uh, staff member would play in the program, but I also think it's pretty awesome. And, and when you really want to dive into culture and those types of things, you know, I don't think there's a better way to do that. Yeah, there's a there's a buy-in there. There's there's no two ways about Absolutely. that. And and I asked that question a to get your staff in there a little bit, but also so so here you are. You you played in the program. They played in the program, and and you you, you build it up to the point where in 2017 you were at win a four A state championship. What's that got to feel like? Not only for you, but the staff. Obviously, the kids are going to be <laughs> jacked up. But I mean, coming through that line, if you will, that had to be something special. The, the first first one ever for the school, right? Yeah, I mean that was something that we we talked about in 2017. That was the 59th team in in school history. So it wasn't like we'd been around a short period of time, but you know, 59 years we never played for a state championship. So you know, we talked about how we were represent. You know, we always talk about this, but you know, everything that we do is you know about about the guys that are currently wearing you know currently wearing the shoe, um, about the guys that had, you know laid the groundwork and the foundation for so many years. You know, all of the previous coaches that had been there, whether head or or assistant coaches, um, because, you know, that moment in December 7th, 2017, it wasn't about, you know, one team. That was about, you know, 59 teams. That was about the public community. That was about, you know, everything we wanted to represent in that that moment, Um, as well as our future Colts. I mean, we wanted to give them, you know, give them hope and example and and all of those things. But, um, you know, just just an, an incredible experience for, you know, not only myself as an alumni, but all of our coaches, all of our players, and you know, an incredible community support back in 2017, where you know we probably had six to eight thousand people at the state championship that that went up the you know road 150 miles north and uh, to Mile High Stadium, and um, you know, witnessed something that had never been done, and that was that was something that I'm just you know, I, I it gives me chills even even thinking about those moments now because it was just. Um, just an just an incredible moment. It's it's the beauty of high school football, which leads me to the, the next question, which is: so you you reach the pinnacle there in seventeen, a little bit of a down year in eighteen, but bouncing back, right? And it's all about the culture and and, and what you have and the system you have. And you guys got back to the the championship game this year. Uh, lost to the same team twice. The only two losses this year yep. to Palmer Ridge. You did that, I think, it was about week four, maybe, and then the championship game. Yep. So tell me a little bit about um, that that journey there. How you go from you know being state champs, and we know what bullseye goes on your chest with that right and then bringing it all the sure. way full circle to 19 yeah and I, I at that time in 17 we were you know we were extremely talented we had you know a handful of kids that are, are still playing college football off that team and 
um, you know, a couple of the Division One level one, you know, Marcel Barbie at uh, Texas State, you know, went kind of went the Joker route, but is at Texas State now. We got um, a kid, Thomas Penunzio, that's at Fort Collins at, at CSU. Um, you know, a couple of local kids. Our quarterback that year, Zach Coslino, um, was at CSU Pueblo. And I, I mean, I think so. Part of that was, you know, we had some talented kids. And, you know, then we had to bounce back. We only had four guys with any type of experience. But um, I think what we bought into that year as the year went on is that you know we never wanted to establish our program to win once um you know and and going five and six that year was a challenge but i think our kids you know gained some valuable experience with the idea that we were never just going to win once and you know we started that year one and five coming off of it and it you know it was really a matter of you know we were we were playing really really good teams um, with some inexperienced guys, but we continued to climb and continued to go upward and, and played some, you know, some close games and, and just, you know, our inexperience showed at times, but, you know, it was always, we never wanted to win once. We were always trying to, trying to get back there. And, you know, that really paid off for us going into this fall, you know, where we've gained some experience. We had some guys coming back and, um, you know, but more so than that, it was, you know, they bought into the, to the culture of things and understood that, Hey, you know, even though we started one and five the previous year, like we were, we were still going to, you know, trending to be a good football team and, and be a competitive football team. And, you know, those things really impacted the way we went about things this year. I mean, when you, you start off the season, like we did, we beat, um, you know, in our first five games, we played ranked opponents. So, and beat four of them, you know, the only one we, you know, lost to was, was Palmer Ridge, who's the three time defending state champions now. And, you know, we battled with those guys for, for 48 minutes. And, um, you know, but I, th- I, I think more than that, it was the fact that that was kind of our, our, our identity throughout the year. I think we won three or four games in, in the last two minutes. And that just speaks volumes to our kids, you know, the, their resiliency, their toughness and, and everything we're trying to build in our program. And, and maybe we weren't the most talented teams, you know, we weren't most talented team on the field at times, but we were certainly the the greatest team. And, and we had the, you know, the best relationships and, and our kids were willing to fight and, and put on the line for each other. Like I said, that's the beauty of high school football. It changes every year. Even if you have people coming back, doesn't doesn't mean a whole lot. Ryan Goddard is on the line at Pueblo South High School. The, the Colts, we're talking some Colts football here tonight. And before we, we, Kind of look ahead here. Let's let's get a couple of the names of the kids in here, uh, leaders on the team, on, on the field, off the field that you feel uh, got you through that that down year in eighteen and got you to the champion championship game this year. Well, I mean, I, I, like you said, every year's every year's a little bit different. We had some kids that were really just tremendous players. You know, that, that were seniors this past year that we're really going to miss. But um, you know, Jackson Dickerson was. Just a tremendous leader, great worker. Um, he's going to go on and play uh, college football at, at CSU Pueblo, uh, which is you know one of the the, the best in Division two programs in the country. Won a, a national championship back in 2014, and you know consistently are in the in the D two playoffs. But uh, you know that was a kid that was a, just a special player. Um, you know we have a, a defensive end that was a three year starter for us, so started as a sophomore in the state championship team, Andy Smith, um, and just just an uh, he's got a twin brother and, and we always talk about how, you know, they played, they both played defensive end, but you know, they were just so quiet, but led by example and, and led by making plays and, um, you know, just tremendous kids, but you know, throughout, throughout our lot, our roster, it's just, it's tremendous kid after tremendous kid that, you know, just, just 
puts them, you know, puts the team before themselves. Uh, we got some kids we're really excited about coming back. Um, Luke Garianti, who, you know, uh, played as a sophomore during that, you know, during the, the five and six year where we were trending up, but, you know, we got him on the field later in the year. And, and once we got on the field, he was a, a tremendous asset to the team. Uh, I'm really excited about our future uh, quarterback and, and Jace Bella, who, you know, played five different positions for us this year, I believe, as a sophomore and, wow. and just made tremendous play after tremendous play and played quarterback, receiver, uh, slot, corner, safety, you name it, you know, return kicks and punts. He just, he's a kid that, that gets you excited because you can see, and he's a reflection of his teammates, you can see how much they care about, you know, their team. You can see that they want to do good things for our community. Um, but you can see that they just have a passion for the game and, and they want to get better. And, um, you know, it's just, we've got, uh, the, the state's leading rusher coming back this, you know, this next season and, and George Longoria, who, you know, was a kid that as a sophomore, just kind of, you know, had to compete and, and wait his time. But when he got the opportunity this year, just, just ran with it literally. Um, you know, uh, and then, we, you know, we had, we just had great kids all over, you know, this past year, we had, you know, an offensive line that, you know, just, just competed, played together maybe a little bit undersized, but always gave you their best effort. And, and you know, I think that's where, that's what makes us kind of special is that we're always, we're never going to be the biggest team. We're never going to be the fastest team, but we're going to have kids that just, that just play hard and care about one another. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably uh, while while you didn't want to walk off the field with a a silver medal in 2019, I'm I'm sure you're kind of talking to get that fire in the belly, right? To to change that thing up sure. for a, for a gold medal this coming year. What what what's kind of the message that you have? I don't know if you've got a slogan for this year or not, but what's the what's 2020 looking like for you in that regard? Well, I, I think every year we we come up with a, we have a slogan, and, and last year our our slogan was was about culture. Now. You know, we spell it with with our you know our school mascot C O L T U R E. So nice. You know, tied into the culture, which is which is a whole different beast. You know, everyone talks about culture, but for us, that that had some significance because it was it was the culture. Um, you know, I think this year, you know, our slogan going forward is built different. Um, you know, our our kids are are built different. Um, you know, our, the way we you know try and go about our business has got to be different than than the average person and. Uh, the way we handle our, our business in the classroom is, is different. The way we, you know, you know, go uh, support and, and give back to our community is going to be different. Um, you know, so so we're, we're we we live on that. You know, we're built different, and you know, there's there's a lot of responsibility in that and how we go about our business. Um, because if we want to be different in a positive way, you got to do, you know, things. Um, maybe, maybe in an uncommon way, do common things in an uncommon way, which was going back to 2017. But, you know, we're going to focus on just, just standing out, but for, for good reasons and Mm -hmm. standing out together as, as a group. So. Ryan Goddard on the line, head coach at Pueblo South High School. Uh, Colts football here. I mentioned at the very top, you guys have a, a rivalry game there. You talked about two rivalry games, I guess. Uh, the Cannon game is the one I came across when I was looking things up here. And uh, I guess that dates all the way back to 59 when, when you guys opened the school. Tell tell the listeners around the nation about those rivalry games. Oh, I mean, they're just, it's an incredible sight. And, you know, we played a, at a, at a um, shared district stadium, uh, which is you know, to me, it's the it's the best venue for high school sports in the state of Colorado. It's called Dutch Clark Stadium, named after um, you know Earl Dutch Clark, who was from Pueblo, uh, played for the Lions, uh, member of the Hall of Fame, uh, NFL Hall of Fame. 
um, but just an incredible, incredible venue. I mean, it's, it's dug down in a bowl and, you know, it seats, you know, basically 12,000 people. Um, and our, in our rivalry game, you know, Polo South first Polo East, you know, we, we typically get, you know, 10,000, maybe, maybe into the 11,000, you know, some tiers we've had it sold out depending on, on the game. And, um, just an incredible atmosphere and, and a, kind of a, you know, an opportunity that, that most high school kids don't get maybe outside the state of Texas and Georgia and those types of things. Um, but just, just an incredible atmosphere for, for kids to play in. And then um, the other rivalry game is, is probably the first rivalry. You know, it's not probably, but it's, it's the rivalry game that, that Pubble may be better known for in the bell game, which has been around since the turn of the century in, in 1900. Uh, believe it's the oldest rival high school rivalry game west of the mississippi hmm. and and for every you know for for every year it's it's packed and in those games i mean you know one side is is one school's color the other side is one, the other school color and you know it's just a community event where you know polo has deep high school ties like you know kind of like i alluded to and talked about earlier but um you know, there there are people coming from from all walks of life and all and all ages and um, just to support their high school and it, it's an incredible atmosphere where you get it once a year and and some some crazy things have happened in those games and you know it, it's just it, it's uh, very I'm very thankful to to be a part of that and and to have our our kids you don't have that opportunity to, to play in that type of environment. Yeah, rivalry games are great, especially the ones that have a little bit of longevity to them. Um, Coach, you, 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 I said it's the cannon game. What, what, what's that about? What, is there a can somebody oh, takes um, home? Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you got yeah, to actually, get that in. <laughs> sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so I originally just started the rivalry games, and then in the mid-'70s, um, both, both schools' key clubs got together and they purchased a, a, a Civil War replica cannon. Mm. And it's an actual working cannon. I mean, it fires. Oh, nice! Uh, it, yeah, it is, and it's it's not shy. I mean, it, it fires. So you know, if you're not ready for it, you're you know, your back's turned during warmups, whatever, and that thing goes off, you, you'll jump a little bit. Um, but uh, you know, the winner of the game gets to to paint the cannon their school colors. So so right now that cannon is black, which you know we're extremely proud of. Um, actually just getting touched up as we speak, as far as the paint job on it, uh, we kind of got it late in the year and, and had to get it back on the field and, you know, and, uh, we won it back this year, but it's an actual firing working cannon, um, uh, just Love a, it. incredible trophy. Um, and you know, it's a shared trophy and something that, that both schools and both communities just take a tremendous amount of pride in, but. Yeah, it's uh, it'll make the the heart skip a beat when it goes off. <laughs> and I, I think I so I did all my homework here. I think you guys have painted it your colors, painted it black uh, thirty one times out of the the forty four meetings. We're talking to uh, Ryan Goddard, uh, Pueblo South here. And as we wind things down, I'm going to have you take off the uh, take off that HC hat again, and I'm going to have you put on kind of sure. that that ambassador because I want to talk. I don't get to and and you know sometimes this accent I have from Pennsylvania. I used to call it Colorado. And now I'm, <laughs> I'm told it's Colorado. I, I'm not sure what it is. You can fix that up for me but but be the ambassador here talk a little bit about the the game of high school football in 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 the state uh as it stands right now and i'm not necessarily talking recruiting i'm just talking about the overall feel for the game of high school football in in the state well and i i i think that you know everyone it's kind of a, a national thing where you know we're we're trying to to get more people to play you know high school football and and 
understand that the, the game is safe. High school football, the game is safe. And, and just the, the way the coaches are going about teaching things and, you know, how the national organizations have, have come down and that those, those, those teachings and things have trickled down to the high school level and the youth level has just been tremendous. But, um, yeah, I think there's a million kids across the country that play high school football and, and there's quite a few in the state of Colorado now, you know, is there, there's great competitiveness throughout the state. There's obviously things that, you know, there's a, I think nationally there's kind of this transition of how we get like opponents to play each other. And, and Colorado is one of those teams that is really working on that right now too. And, um, you know, we've got, we've got great leadership and, and we're looking forward to, to being a part of that. But, you know, there's things that we're doing different now with, with practice stuff and, and guidelines and restrictions and things like that. But, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, Colorado, the game, the high school game in Colorado is, is growing, um, is, is in a good position and, and really looking forward to just continuing to grow, um, continue to get more kids involved because of the lessons and the values and, and things that are learned through, through high school sports and activities. Um, you know, just the opportunity to, to help kids learn to, to face adversity and those types of things. And, for me personally, I don't think there's a better game than, than high school football to teach lessons that'll last you a lifetime, uh, lessons that you'll be able to reflect on forever. But you know, the, the state of Colorado football right now, and you know, we're we're changing, um, but I think we're changing to to improve. We're not changing in reaction. We're we're being proactive about things and um, and really looking forward to to where we're going in the future here. And yeah, and uh, just one of the thing you guys have been stepping out of state. I remember one win last year, your five A champs, Cherry Creek, which just ended up outside of our top one hundred national rankings, uh, beat uh, Santa Margarita out of the tough Trinity League in Southern California. So uh, I, I yeah. know you guys have stepped out of state a couple of times and come up with some some very nice wins. Ryan Goddard's on the line, uh, Pueblo South uh, High School, and uh, we're going to have you kind of put your hat back on here for the last question. And unfortunately, throughout you know the the next couple of weeks, we're gonna we're gonna touch this subject of the coronavirus obviously uh, wreaking havoc with uh, all sports and, and right down into the high school level with all uh, types of sports at the high school level and especially football right now you guys are you know usually in the weight room getting ready and all that so um, what I want to do with this was turn it more positive rather than the negative so because we have so many sure. coaches listening here I'd like to just kind of get you know the take on a what are you having to do right now in in the state and at the school and and what are you trying to do maybe to make sure where if you're not allowed to practice the kids are, are getting in their their work so so when it gets time to come back together you haven't lost a whole lot of time yeah absolutely and i mean in our school district and, and most school districts throughout the state i believe right now are are on you know they're they're shut down whether it's through this extended break or you know through spring break and for us personally um you know we're we're on spring break next week but we're we're out of school this week and and making plans for some online um, instruction, uh, following break, but, you know, as far as a football team and, you know, spring sports, um, all of our spring sports in the state, um, have been shut down through at least April 6th. Um, and at that time they'll, they'll go back and revisit. So hopefully, you know, our kids will, you know, hopefully this, this coronavirus and everything will, will settle down and be taken care of and, um, have a better grasp on it as, you know, globally, um, at that time, you know, that being, you know, people's health being the, the utmost concern. And, um, you know, for, for us, we have a lot of kids that are doing spring sports and, you know, hopefully those kids will get an opportunity to compete this spring. And, um, you know, for, you know, isolated with our football team and our football program, you know, 
we're not allowed to to really work out with we're not allowed to work out with them at all we're you know mm-hmm. we're not going to do any of that um you know we're not we're not going to try and put people at risk ever right. as far as their health or you know anyone in their you know family or their loved ones health at risk um but you know there's there's opportunities to work out at home and uh you know, I've been running around you know what you know the internet and and social media just trying to find some some different at home workouts and and change the script a little bit which I think it'd be really, really good for us and, and good for kids everywhere. You know, I, I think, you know, kids sometimes do just need a break for a little bit. Um, sure. I know we've got a bunch of multi, multi-sport athletes and this could give them the opportunity to get a break. And, you know, we're going to, we're, we're going to do everything we possibly can to keep our kids safe. And, um, but you know, if they have some time to, to do some, some push-ups and some body weight stuff at home, I think that would be great. Uh, we're going to throw out those workouts for them and, um, you know, encourage them to do those at home. And, and, but if they don't, you know, they don't get everything done or, you know, we'll, we'll take them where they are when they, when we get back together and, and we'll get back to work. And I mean, I, everyone's kind of in the same boat. So as far yeah. as a competitive advantage, I, I'm not sure what's being lost or what's being gained, but I know that when we get back, we're going to, I I miss being around my guys every day right now as it is. Um, so more than anything, I'm just looking back, looking forward to, to getting back with, you know, our, our players and our coaches and, and getting started and, and looking forward to, to fall and, and putting our guys in the, you know, the best position that we can to, to be successful. But, um, you know, kind of unique things happening right now, which I don't think anyone has ever maybe even thought about having a plan in place, you know, as far as right. high school football training is concerned, you know, I'm sure there were, you know, there's emergency reaction or emergency action plans and all that stuff. But, um, you know, just kind of a unique thing that I think everyone's just going to work through and, um, you know, make the most of it however they can and, and, and get after when they get back and ready to roll. But, um, you know, like I said, I just miss being around my guys and around the coaches and, and having an opportunity to, you know, coach and teach right now. Yeah. Well, my, my philosophy is I think it will uh, probably when we get back to the normal, whatever the new normal is going to be, I think uh, you're going to appreciate sure. it a little bit more, right? The the game of football may be a little bit sweeter, taste a little bit sweeter. Well, Coach, I really appreciate you joining us here today on the podcast. Uh, not not only just kind of shedding light on the, the, the Colts, but also getting me to say the name of the state Colorado a little bit better. Maybe <laughs> I, I think I, I've gotten the I Nevada one it. broken, so I'm just trying to get it right. So maybe I'll have to go back and edit this. I don't know. But anyway, uh, thanks for joining us, and we really appreciate it. And good luck in 2020. Jeff, I appreciate it. Thanks so much, man. This was a lot of fun and, and uh, look forward to, to listening to all these other, you know, the, the bigger and better and brighter coaches other than me on the, on the podcast. I'm really looking forward to that. And with almost every sport being shut down, don't forget High School Football America's podcast is free to everyone. You can uh, go and listen to uh, our radio show that started back in 2011 and has morphed into a podcast. All you have to do is go to highschoolfootballamerica.com. I'm Jeff Fisher, and you've been listening to the High School Football America podcast.